Welcome to Sexual Health Matters. We acknowledge that the land that we are recording on is the traditional land of the Ghana people, and we honour their ongoing spiritual and cultural relationship with their country. We pay respects to the Ghana elders past and present. We also extend our acknowledgement to the traditional custodians of all the lands across Australia, and pay our respects to all Aboriginal elders past and present. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Sexual Health Matters. My name is Pauline Kasser. I'm a nurse, midwife and a clinical workforce educator here at Shine SA. July 28th is World Hepatitis Day, which is held each year to raise awareness of viral hepatitis, such as hepatitis B and C, and to encourage prevention, diagnosis and management and treatment. Hepatitis affects hundreds of millions of people worldwide, causing acute and chronic liver disease and killing over a million people every year. The theme of the 2020 World Hepatitis Day is finding the missing millions. Worldwide, it's estimated that 290 million people are living with viral hepatitis and don't know they have it. It is a call to action to find the missing millions and link them with the right treatment and care. Here in Australia, we're very fortunate to enjoy an excellent healthcare system. However, many people living with hepatitis B and C are unaware of their diagnosis. There are around 220,000 people living with chronic hepatitis B and around 180,000 people living with hepatitis C. Only around 65% of people living with hepatitis B are aware of their diagnosis, so we still have a way to go to ensure all people with viral hepatitis receive the care and treatment that they need. So I wonder if you are aware of the support that's available through a viral hepatitis nurse. These nurses are highly knowledgeable and skilled in the testing, management and treatment of viral hepatitis and support clients in the community, hospital and GP settings. They are also a link between hospital specialists and general practice and also provide specialised support to GPs in the management of clients living with Hep B and C. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Lucy, a viral hepatitis nurse based in Northern Adelaide, who's going to chat with us today about hepatitis and her exciting role as a viral hepatitis nurse and what that involves. So welcome Lucy, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks Pauline, it's brilliant to be on your program. Thanks for having me. So we've heard a bit about the huge number of people worldwide who are affected by viral hepatitis. Can you tell us a bit about hepatitis B and C? how they're transmitted and and why it's so important that people who are diagnosed with these infections get the right treatment and care? Sure. Both hepatitis B and C can silently cause damage to a person's liver. And this happens through an inflammatory process that can result in scarring in the liver. And this can progress to cirrhosis and serious complications with a person's liver health and also liver cancer. Most people with viral hepatitis don't know that they have an infection until they have a blood test that diagnoses this. And this is because most people don't have specific symptoms when they first get infected that might motivate them to go to the GP and find out what's going on. So what are some of the symptoms that people might experience? Acute symptoms, and these are sort of symptoms that make people feel really unwell and worried only occur amongst a very small proportion of people who get viral hepatitis or hep C or hep B. 
And these symptoms are typically jaundice. So people know about how people's eyes might go a bit yellow, their skin might go yellow, their urine might go a bit dark. They might get tummy pain and feel extremely tired. But most people don't have those symptoms. And so they only really find out if they have a blood test, sometimes for something else entirely unrelated. But let's consider hepatitis B first and how that might be transmitted. Typically, well, it's only transmitted through blood and sexual fluid. This means that people who aren't immunised against hepatitis B can be infected either by having unprotected sex with an infected person or through exposure to infected blood that might be present on items that can pierce the skin or the mucous membranes. And these are things like needles, toothbrushes, nail clippers or razors. So for this reason, we recommend that people don't share these sorts of personal items. Although hepatitis B is present in other body fluids, it's not considered to be infectious in tears, saliva or breast milk. Hepatitis B isn't transmitted through coughing, sneezing, hugging, kissing, sharing food, drinks and sharing cigarettes. It's not transmitted through toilet seats, breastfeeding or mosquitoes. And we think it's really important to make sure that people are really clear that the routes of transmission, but also the ways that people can't get hepatitis B because people can be a bit concerned about particularly the safety of their family and friends in these situations. So what's your advice for people living in the same household as someone living with Hep B? We recommend that all close and household contacts of a person living with hepatitis B know what their status is through getting a blood test at their GP and by getting vaccinated, protecting themselves through a vaccination if they are non-immune, if they don't have protection to hepatitis B. Hep B immunisation is free to everyone who meets the at-risk criteria and the GP be able to explain that a bit further. So what's the most common way that Hep B is transmitted? The most common route of transmission is from mother to baby worldwide. So more than 90% of unimmunised infants who get hepatitis B will also develop a chronic lifelong infection. However, in Australia, the babies of pregnant women with hepatitis B who give birth in hospital are given two types of hepatitis B vaccination. And this is extremely effective for breaking the chain of infection and for the development of immune protection against hepatitis B in the baby. So can you tell us why it's important for people living with Hep B to monitor their liver health? Hepatitis B is a concern because it can cause liver cancer, even in a person with a healthy liver. There's no such thing as a healthy carrier. This is a term that sometimes people have heard in the past, but everyone, even people with low levels of hepatitis B virus and good liver function should continue to have lifelong liver health checkups either with their GP or a liver or infectious diseases specialist or the viral hepatitis nurse. This is recommended every six to 12 months because these checkups can save lives. Some people with hepatitis B can also have another infection called the Delta virus, which latches onto the hepatitis B and can accelerate the inflammatory and scarring process. It's quite a rare infection, but we check everyone who has hepatitis B for the presence of Delta virus as well. 
So can you tell us a bit about hep C? People might know that hep C is transmitted uh, when infected blood enters the bloodstream of an uninfected person. And this can happen through sharing personal items such as needles, razors, and drug use paraphernalia, toothbrushes and nail clippers. It's not regarded to be sexually transmitted, but amongst men who have sex with men and people with other SGIs, they can be prone to this infection. A person only needs to be exposed once to hepatitis C to get the infection. About 20% of people who get the infection will resolve it within six months through their own immune response. But most people will go on to need treatment because they will have developed what we call a chronic infection. So that means that they need treatment to get rid of it. So most people with hep C don't know that they have the infection as, like hep B, few have distinct symptoms. Some people can discover that their hep C positive status many years after the event and often through incidental testing for other issues in middle age. And this can come as quite a shock. The remarkable thing is that hepatitis C is curable for upwards of 95% of people it's not very often that we can say that about a chronic disease. So it's extremely exciting. The other wonderful thing is that here in Australia, we have the best access worldwide to hep C treatment. The only criteria for prescribing is to get a fibrosis assessment, which the GP can help to organise or a viral hepatitis nurse can assist with. And that will help us to work out whether a person needs further help for their liver health after treatment. And the other thing is that people who inject drugs or consume alcohol are not excluded from hep C treatment. So it's open to everyone. And we have the great goal in Australia, joining with the WHO of eradicating hepatitis C in Australia by the year 2030. So we're working really hard to be able to achieve that. Okay. So can you tell us about how people can get tested for hepatitis C and B and what treatments are available for hep C? That's a great question, Pauline. Anyone who wants to find out about their viral hepatitis status should see their GP or a viral hepatitis nurse to get tested and then they should go back and find out what those results are. Sometimes people presume that they've had those tests done because they've had blood tests in the past, but they need to know that unless the viral hepatitis testing has specifically been requested, then those results probably won't get done. But once you've got that result and you find out you've got hepatitis C and you've digested that and you've heard about treatment, so you're feeling a bit more positive about your diagnosis in the future, hep C treatment consists of just taking tablets every day for 8 to 12 weeks. That's all. The treatments are very compatible with other medications and they cause few side effects that are easy to tolerate. What kind of side effects might people experience? People on hepatitis C treatment typically experience tiredness and headache, but these side effects aren't debilitating and people can continue doing their usual activities like working, looking after family without interruption. Some people even report feeling better on treatment, having more energy and vitality both during and after treatment, which is exciting. 
Hep C treatment can be prescribed by your GP or a liver or infectious diseases specialist and the viral hepatitis nurse can help to coordinate this. The script can be taken to your local pharmacy and then the medication is dispensed monthly. 12 weeks after a person has finished either their eight or 12 week course of hepatitis C treatment, the person should return to the person who prescribed it for a special blood test. That blood test will tell them whether or not the treatment's been successful. And in about 95% of people who don't have cirrhosis, they will be cured of hepatitis C with that treatment. Sometimes the treatment doesn't work and in that case a viral hepatitis nurse would be able to assist you to find out why. You may need to see a liver or infectious diseases specialist but we can support you through that process and then get back onto a new treatment to hopefully eradicate the virus the next time round. Can you tell us a bit about what treatments are available for hepatitis B? Yeah, well, hepatitis B is a kind of a different situation. Most people with hep B won't need treatment for the hepatitis B because their own immune response will keep the virus under control. However, we don't know who those people will be, so they need to continue to have their regular checkups every six to 12 months with their GP, their specialist or viral hepatitis nurse to see what the hepatitis B is doing and to see how that's affecting their liver health. A small proportion of people will need treatment for hepatitis B. This is initially prescribed by a specialist or a GP who has special training. The medication is taken every day and what it does, it doesn't cure hepatitis B, but it does control it and control the activity of the virus. If it's taken every day, it can reduce the levels of the hepatitis B to undetectable levels, but that's only sustained whilst a person takes that medication every day. And you spoke about fibrosis of the liver because both viruses do affect the liver. So can you explain a bit about what a fibro scan is and what it can tell us about a person's liver health? Yeah, sure. A fibro scan is a simple and painless test that uses ultrasound technology to assess scarring or stiffness in a person's liver. It's a really excellent method uh, for getting people to think about their liver health. Sometimes it's the first time people have really contemplated what their liver does and the impact things have had on their liver health. It's a very simple test. We ask people to fast for a period before the test they lie down and we use an ultrasound type probe to do the test. We get the result on the spot. So we're able to discuss that with the person and give them an understanding of what the result means. All viral hepatitis nurses are trained and very experienced in the use of Fibroscan and we offer this as part of our service. The test takes between five to 15 minutes and people with if we identify that, then we encourage them to see a liver specialist because people in that situation need to have a liver ultrasound every six months for the early detection of liver cancer ongoing beyond treatment. Oh, great. That's such a simple thing to do and, you know, can give us so much important information. Can you um, tell us a bit about your role as a viral hepatitis nurse and what a typical day looks like for you? 
Sure. Well, I'm located at GP Plus Elizabeth with my colleague Michelle Bowne. And we're really lucky in that we get to manage our own caseload. So that means that we make our own appointments and we get to know the people who come to see us are really well, which is, you know, a really nice part of the work that we do. So in a typical day, we might be seeing a person and talking with them about their hep C diagnosis or encouraging them to get tested sometimes for the first time. And that takes a lot of courage for people to do to get a blood test, we're able to help arrange that and do a lot of the things that are needed under the one roof. Sometimes with our nurse-led clinic, we're able to also organise a script and the supply of medication through our clinic so the patient doesn't have to go to a big hospital to be able to get on treatment. And we support them all the way through treatment and at post-treatment to find out what their result is as well. We discuss that result with them so they really understand what's going on. We also assist people to manage side effects. It's great that uh, there are very few side effects and they're well tolerated with the new range of hepatitis C treatments. We're also able to assist people with other issues that might impact on their liver health and we're really lucky to be connected with great services such as Peace Multicultural Services and Mosaic Services so that we're able to gain support for people around psychosocial, emotional issues, sometimes financial hardship, this sort of thing. We might uh, be also seeing a new arrival and their family with an interpreter and discussing hepatitis B. It may be the first time they've ever heard of hepatitis B. We may be involved in the immunisation of other members of the household and we facilitate the referral to specialist doctors as needed and provide support around those appointments as well. We collaborate regularly with other government departments so that we can try to raise awareness about the impact of viral hepatitis on people's health amongst other services that come into contact with people who might be at greater risk of contracting hepatitis C or B. So we work closely with mental health services, Aboriginal health services and drug and alcohol services. We also work with prison health services as well. So yeah, across a day, we might be here in the clinic at GP Plus, seeing individual people at various stages on their journey. But we also might be holding a community clinic, say at the Elizabeth Mission, because we really want to break down those barriers and give people access to good information about viral hepatitis that's friendly, supportive, non-judgmental, because we want people to be able to access life-saving, cancer-preventing treatments in the easiest way possible and, and make those experiences a really positive and healing experiences for them. So where are viral hepatitis nurses based? So the viral hepatitis nurses are based in each local health network. So in the West, there's nurses in Port Adelaide uh, that are associated with the clinics at Queen Elizabeth. Down south, there are nurses who go out to Norlunga and other clinics also associated with Flinders. And here at Elizabeth, we work closely with the team at the Lyle McEwen. So we're you know, well knitted in with the um, medical team as well. Yeah, we've got good support that way. 
fantastic. What an incredible service. And so how can people living with hepatitis B or C get in touch with you or a viral hepatitis nurse uh, in their area? Do they need a referral? No, actually, we all have mobile phones. So people who might be concerned about viral hepatitis or maybe they want to find out more about hepatitis B or hepatitis C, they can contact us direct. Those phone numbers can be found on the SA Health website by simply searching viral hepatitis nursing support. That should pop up on your Google search with the hyperlink to our page and our contact details. But uh, the fantastic people at Hepatitis SA also have a page with our contact details listed And you can also call their helpline to be able to get those details direct and also talk with them about um, any concerns about viral hepatitis and hepatitis C treatment. The people on the helpline are well experienced with treatment matters and many have been through treatment themselves so they can offer you really great insight and support around those concerns. So they're two really good um, sources of information and they'll have our details that you can access. So thank you so much for your time, Lucy, and for sharing this really important information. I've certainly learned a lot from chatting with you today, and I hope you've enjoyed it too. I hope the listeners, you've enjoyed today's episode, and Lucy's spoken to us about several different websites that you can get more information. You can also get more information from the Hepatitis Australia website, which is www.hepatitisaustralia.com, and then there's Hepatitis SA as well. So thank you for listening. Sexual Health Matters is a podcast produced by Shine SA under funding by Country SA Primary Health Network. For more information about sexual health, please visit www.shinesa.org.au.